You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. I thought coming from New York City where I was born and raised, there was nowhere in the world that could possibly have worse traffic. (laughs) And then... Welcome to Atlanta. And then I moved to the ATL. Because even on a holiday... Where everyone else is off. Me and you are the only ones here right now. Yeah. This floor is a ghost town other yep. than me and you. Maybe a cleaning lady walking yeah, around. Cleaning, somewhere. cleaning yep. lady, you know, represent to them. Shout out. Yep. They keep they keep our uh, bathrooms nice and clean. I will say we do have some nice bathrooms here on the yeah, ninth we, floor yeah, we do. at Colony Square. But the traffic monster ate up Joe Patrick. The yeah. ATL traffic monster, even on a holiday. Yep. How long is your drive in here? 35 minutes without traffic. Okay. So about an hour every single day. Well, I, I I do get so I do a lot of morning shifts downstairs. So I'm out there in the wee hours, so I'm pretty cool. And then I do the morning shift on the weekends when I'm here. So I I miss it a lot. But trust me, I've I've had it plenty enough that um there's two things that I tell people to live by. One, the Georgia Peach Pass. It is well yes. worth the investment. Yep. And I mean, you talk to someone who's been here twenty five years, I remember there were no HOV lanes and or pay lanes on any of these highways, okay? I remember, I mean, and the listeners out there will remember this, when 400 had a toll, you know? We thought that thing was never going to go away. It finally did. Didn't do anything for the traffic. 400 traffic still just as bad. And uh, the other thing is this, you know, just leave early. You've got to learn to leave early. But, but Chris, I give you one other town that it does not matter what time of day, what day of year, L.A. traffic. See, LA I've, ne- I've never been. Oh. Brother, I tell you this. It's worse than here. It's worse than I don't than even here. know that that's humanly possible. And I'll tell you why it's humanly possible. I remember I've been out there twice for a Lakers game. I've been out there to see the Falcons play. Uh, when I went out there the first year, the Super Bowl year, when they went out to play the Rams and the old Coliseum, like, oh, I got to go, got to go. In Atlanta, you know, 5 a.m. by 7 p.m. at night, it's over. But in L.A., it can be 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning. You're on a 10, you're on a 5, and you're like, where is everybody going at this hour? Because it's still – Bumper to bumper in the wee hours of the night. So you're saying it should be L.A., not New York. That's the city that never sleeps. Well, I don't think either. I mean, I think New York just took the name first, and L.A. said, yeah, y'all can have it. But neither one of those cities sleep very much. Well, the man of the hour has arrived. He fought, scraped, clawed his way to get in here. Ooh. Ran over a couple uh, mini SUVs that's on right, the way. That's right. You know, get out of the way. Charging yeah. his Mike Bell style, charging to get in here. Joe Patrick. <laughs> We're doing something special today for this entire 4 p.m. hour. It is the official 92.9 The Game Falcons offseason roundtable, and we bring in Joe Patrick, our very own Falcons. Can I call you an insider, reporter? Yeah, Yeah, that all sounds good. All the above. I'll take it. So what we're doing here, guys, is 404-741-0929. We're taking your calls. Any and all questions for the Falcons offseason is on the table. And, boy, we know there's a lot of them. And, Joe... Before we look ahead 
let's look back a little bit. Sure. How would you grade Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot in year two? Because I think, given the circumstances, they did a pretty damn good job. I think you got to give it a, probably a solid B plus. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like you can't give an A to any NFL team unless you're actually making the playoffs. Um, but that was always going to be a, a obviously incredibly tough task for this Falcons team that was dealing with, you know, a franchise record and dead cap and all the things that we know we've discussed it on this show and on this uh, on the station for the entirety of the season. But I think that this coaching staff absolutely made the most of what they had on the roster. And what they did in the draft, you see guys like Tyler Algier come from yep. out of nowhere from a fifth-round pick yep. to being yep. a thousand-yard rusher and one of the top rookies in the NFL. I mean, I think that so many things went right for the Falcons this year. It was very important for that to happen because it really lays the groundwork for a lot of the things we're going to talk about you know, in this coming hour in terms of how far they can leap going into this next year when they finally kind of have the financial freedom to go ahead and add to this roster. Well, we got callers lining up already. You're a popular man at 404-741-0929. Josh, speaking of the highway, he's on Highway 316. Josh, what do you got? Hey, guys. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I talk to a lot of Falcons fans all, all the time, and, you know, with all the dead cap and the bad signings and players on contracts that shouldn't be on, the way I describe this Falcons team is, Whenever Dimitrov and Dan Quinn were left, the Falcons organization was like a five-star restaurant that was 24 hours. They had to keep going. Mm -hmm. And so when the new regime came in, they still had to put food out for, for, people, for people to do. But what they had to do these past two seasons is they had to clean up all the bad dishes. They had to get rid of all the bad food. They had to do all these things in order to get the kitchen back right. I think now the kitchen is back right. I think... Uh, the head coach, uh, he's been doing a fantastic job. I think right now it's going to be Fontenot that's really going to be uh, going to be tested in this offseason. My question for Joe Patrick is, what is the one thing they cannot get wrong in the offseason as far as bringing in talent and bringing in players that are going to do this team right? I feel like for me personally, I think it's defensive line. I think that whole – idea of the Falcons just having a horrible defense, not having anywhere near the number of sacks that they need to, I think that is an issue that must be addressed. And like, we can't have that storyline going into the next season. So got, my question is, like, what is the one thing Terry Fontenot cannot get wrong? Thank you, Josh, for the phone call. Appreciate it. 404-741-0929. All right, Joe. They can't screw it up. And here's, here's his <laughs> analogy. I think year one – like you said, the kitchen was a mess. They were just making a big old stew. Whatever ingredients were in there, Throw it in there. they're throwing in chili they the, beans. They had the Cheesecake Factory menu, yeah. just like, you know, one whatever. One of everything. <laughs> then, they, then they cleaned it up. Last season, they were serving deli sandwiches on a little platter. It's good. It's, you're content with it. Are you going to bring a first date there? Probably not. I think this season, we're ready to serve up some steak. Mm. But you can only serve up the steak if you got the right chef in the kitchen. And that chef in the kitchen is represented by this position not being the one that the Falcons take. What is it, Joe? Oh, man, that, you, man you set it up so poetically there, Chris. Uh, I mean, I, I think that Josh is totally right that it's the pass rush has to improve. Uh, th this team has the lowest amount of sacks combined over the last two years in the NFL. 
helped by two years ago having by far the lowest sack total in the NFL. Um, so, But I think you can go about this a number of ways. Just because you need a lot of sacks does not necessarily mean you have to draft an edge rusher. And the interesting thing about this draft and where the Falcons pick lies is I feel like they're a little bit outside of the kind of cream of the crop, kind of quote-unquote can't miss type of guys. Of course, every every prospect can potentially miss but you're not in for the Will Anderson and the Jalen Carter. So then what do you do? I think that this team, the more I've been thinking about this draft, I really think that the pass rush can be significantly elevated by drafting a top corner uh, with, with that pick at number eight. And then if you have him opposite A.J. Terrell, two really quality corners, we know the team's going to be in a lot more man coverage this year. That's going to give some of the young pass rushers that you drafted last year a lot more time and opportunities to get to the quarterback, where last year they were playing in such soft zone so often throughout the season because they were guarding against the lack of talent that they had in the secondary. Quarterbacks could just get rid of the ball before, even if they felt like the rush was going to get there, they could just get rid of it. And so they and so the team wasn't getting home as much as you would like. So um, I, I, I agree with Josh that the priority has to be improving the pass rush, but the key is to not overextend yourself. And I'm a little bit wary of some of these rushers that I've seen getting mocked to the Falcons. Um, not so much a Tyree Wilson. I'll go there, but like the Miles Murphy is one in particular that really worries me. Um, he could be very, very good in the NFL, but I just maybe just it's a the, reach. Yeah, yeah, it feels like a reach to me. And I think honestly, with what the Falcons in this draft, I think maybe the best opportunity for them would be to potentially trade down. I, I don't know if that will present itself maybe I think it would if a quarterback one of those top quarterbacks slips down but you know you can't really go wrong with like a position I would say in when you when you draft this year it just determines on it just comes down to what you want to prioritize all right 404-741-0929 we got Brandon the chimney guy up next you're in the game before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the stanley cup final on abc and espn plus begins saturday hey what's going on guys (laughs) appreciate the shout out y'all there Yep, what you yep. got? Oh, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Yeah, I think uh, uh, we do. We don't go get a quarterback. I think we should keep Desmond Ritter for at least another year or two, see what he does. Uh, I think we should draft the trenches and maybe use our money on maybe one more shiny piece on offense um, and then just kind of see where Desmond Ritter is after that two or three years. We have the trenches filled and we have you know our, our, um, our pass rushes taken care of and then we can kind of see what we do with the quarterback. Let me know what you guys think, man. If you need help with chimneys or fireplaces, you got a guy now. (laughs) There you go, Brandon. Thanks for the phone call. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, no, it's funny because in my last response, I kind of totally skipped past my thinking on where the Falcons are at the quarterback position, and that is that I think that they feel like they're set. Like, and, and not that they're set long-term totally, but I think that they're set for wanting to give Ritter an opportunity to go through this next year and see, you know, really what they have in him. Obviously, still, you're going to have a certain amount of evaluation that goes on throughout the course of an entire season. But, 
you know, I, I really feel like having you know talked to some people uh, I, I, that this Falcons organization really believes in Desmond Ritter a lot. The I, sauces. Yeah, and I think that when Arthur Blank uh, joined this show just, you know, what was it, a couple weeks ago, I think that a lot of what he said in that interview was kind of relaying some of the, the, the high, you know, um, it, some of the highlights that the coaching staff had kind of relayed to him on what how they perceive Desmond Ritter, a guy who gets in the building super early every morning to do all the extra work. I think he has to develop physically a little bit. He's still <laughs> quite thin for me. If you see him in person, he's you'd probably think he's like a kicker. Or something wow. Based okay. on, based yeah. on I, I think he can physically mature a little bit, but I think that what you've seen from him just between the ears and the way he was able to operate the offense in those four games is really, really encouraging, and that's what's going to keep this team away from the quarterback. And if you can go with Desmond Ritter, you have him on basically on average of like $1.5 million per year over the next four years, which gives you a whole lot more freedom to do a lot of other things in terms of acquiring players. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that you have to be worried about if he is, you know, uh, Thin, I think is the word that you use to describe <laughs> him, um, is the running. Is yeah, you yeah. know you need to make sure that totally. he's doing that with a purpose. Vis a vis Russell Wilson early in his career seemed like he had the the perfect slide. I think Kyler Murray's another guy that's pretty good at sliding. So if that's going to be a piece of his game, then he needs to be NFL ready in terms of his body. And I think that only comes with maturity and experience and another year under Coach Smith's system and the nutrition and the weightlifting program. I mean, and listen, Joe, Joe Matt Ryan was no Adonis. Right, either. right. <laughs> I know he's a bigger guy than Ritter, but, you know, it's not exactly like he was squatting 700 yeah. guys, pounds in the weight room. Guys don't have to be jacked, but, uh, yeah, it was just – it kind of struck me. But uh, you're, uh, you're right to bring up that point, Chris, because having the mobility is a really crucial – part of Arthur Smith's offense. And it's not necessarily like he's got to go, you know, run for 50 yards a game like Marcus Mariota was doing, but he really likes to use the play action game and get the quarterback into some different launch points. So that's really important. And uh, I think Ritter, Ritter can do that. It's just, can he withstand the punishment of a full season? All right. 404-741-0929. If you're on hold, stay there. Taking plenty more of your calls. This is the Falcons offseason roundtable with Joe Patrick right here on Dukes and Bell. Chris Thomas in for the guys. Coming up next, I'm going to ask Joe if he really is available. Should we do it? I think the answer is no. Don't go anywhere. This is Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 